Stephen Curry came out and said that he's the greatest point guard in the history of the NBA. We got to talk about that. That is not something floated lightly. We're also going to talk about Dario Saric and how he performed in Olympic qualifiers, uh, FIBA competition representing Croatia. Last show I said Serbia. That was totally my bad. I'm sorry. Uh, representing Croatia. So we got all that and so much more in part two of Locked on Warriors. You are Locked on Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA or enter the promo code LockedOnNBA for a free white tech hat with any purchase. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. You can follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms at her name. Super easy. At Kylan Mills. You can follow me on threads and Instagram at Dog Wild. Uh, Kylan, I'm going to play the soundbite of Stephen Curry. Um, he was, uh, he was uh, I forget what the show was that he was on. Was it, um, it was with Gilbert Arenas. I think that was a show that he was, that he was a guest of. And he got asked this rather peculiar question. I, I don't know if there was an easy way to answer this. I don't know if there was a, a better way for him to answer this, but regardless, he was asked it, and here's his answer. This is Stephen Curry. Are you the best point guard ever? Yes. I have to, yes. Is me and Magic? Is that the conversation? Yeah. You know, because, you know, as, as we can look at stats all day, right? You know, we yeah. can look at stats and try to judge. Um, I wasn't around with Magic. Me I know, I know, right? So, I, so much I know there's not a lot of six nine point guard. No one's trying. I, I'm I'm thinking about the '90s growing up. There was nobody trying to be a six nine point guard, right? I mean, it just. But I I can witness and watch every kid trying to be Curry. You know what I mean? So it's like the influence that you really have on the game, from the position as a player. I, you know, I look at the stats and say, okay, Magic and Curry. When I look at the kids and I watch AAU, it's like, nah. Yeah. I mean, I, I obviously I have to answer it that way, but I really feel like, to your point, like Magic's resume is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. all right. So the fact that we're even having that conversation is a, that's a, it's a place I never thought I'd be in. But the fact that, to your point of like how you grade it in the whole conversation, that's why we have the conversations because mm -hmm. it's fun and it's. Yeah is you know measuring errors against each other and i love that's what basketball for sports is all about that's why people watch that's why people get you know in heated debates about it i love it so you put me on my own team yeah i'm gonna rep myself for sure and that was stephen curry with gilbert arenas uh kylan uh your reaction to that what, like, do you think we went over the top saying that was that a good answer uh your thoughts I don't think he went over the top. If you're an NBA player, you got to pick yourself uh, on that team. And I think that Steph Curry is a player who never does it in a disrespectful way. Like to me, it didn't feel like he was like, oh, magic's a joke. I don't know. I think it's just who Steph is that I don't see. 
everyone just found out my grandma. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, is, yeah. Sorry to distract you there. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> no, I just I wanted to read what the comment was about some uh, Douglas Mike's one of our fans. Uh, grandma does a podcast about monster trucks. So you're going to have to drop the uh, link or something or the name. There, Douglas. <laughs> uh, but regarding Steph Curry, I just feel like because of who he is, he is a humble superstar. He is not someone he does his little antics on the court, but he's not someone who is outspoken he's not a draymond green running his mouth all the time to where i don't think he says it in a way that is meant to be disrespectful um but at the same time as an nba player you should be confident you should have swag and you should you know like you want your leader of your team and superstar to say himself um but i will say that i think it's definitely a two-horse race um i think it's a fascinating discussion because this is a scenario where you're comparing eras I will have to agree with a lot of what the conversation was. Like, I think solely looking at stats right now, Magic has the edge a little bit and, and you know, does have a couple more awards than Curry, does have one more championship, you know. And so I think that's fair to say, but I actually completely agree. And that was my first immediate thought um, when comparing Steph and Magic was just the way that Steph has revolutionized the game with what he does. And Magic absolutely, um, you know, was transcendent. He was bigger than basketball, so by no means taking away from his legacy, but the way that Steph Curry has completely changed the game for players who are 6'2", who are undersized, who want to play at the next level, they see Steph Curry and think, I can do that too if I develop my skills, if I can shoot the ball like Steph Curry does. I mean, he just changed the game with the way he can shoot the three. He's got the handles. And like for his size, what Steph Curry does is incredible. Like mm -hmm. it's pretty crazy that he puts up the numbers he does. He's had the longevity that he's had, um, you know, with the size and, and you know, how big and long and fast and physical the NBA is now. Um, so it's a tough discussion. I think it's clearly a two horse race. I think that Steph Curry has changed the game more than Magic did, but I think that Magic, no matter what, is a legend. So I just I don't want to take anything away from him. Have you watched Winning Time, by the way, the the show on H the HBO pro or Max, whatever they call it? Uh, have you seen that program? No, have you? Oh, it is probably my, probably my favorite show on TV. It is so good. I have to every time I give it love, I have to include a disclaimer that it is fictionalized. All right, like so, Jerry okay. West, for example hates the way he's portrayed on there um and i don't blame him because his character is a bit ornery he's he's a grump uh it's, it's i get it i understand why jerry west doesn't like his portrayal i understand why magic johnson disputes his portrayal but it is a damn good tv show i cannot recommend it enough it's you know every this one of those few shows where like the moment i found out season two is out I, i'm glued the moment the new episode drops i'm watching it um so it's covering the lakers dynasty so right now in season two it's their they're they just finished up i think the 81 season um and look i love steph curry i think if you watch this show if you know anything about me i love the man i i i you know what he's brought to the bay area in terms of success and glory and who he is as a person is phenomenal but i'm still gonna put him second behind magic johnson so much of what to me when it comes to these rankings and I don't know if this can apply to other sports because of how many players are cogs in the machine. In basketball, there's five players on the court. It's not a big number. And mm -hmm. if you're the best player on a basketball team, uh, and especially if you're a championship team and you're the best player on that team, 
you're making a profound impact, like much more so than say like an offensive or defensive lineman in football, or let's say a shortstop in baseball. Like you're, you are making or breaking the team that you are on. I understand it's a team game, but like the superstar, the lead, the alpha, whatever, you know, metaphorical, you know, allegory you want to apply to it. It's, it's important. And that's why I put so much weight and emphasis on these rings and on these trophies. So magic having five to me still puts him ahead of Steph. And this is why I've also been saying on the show repeatedly that if Steph gets that fifth ring, the, the discussion's changed. Right now, Magic Johnson, in my opinion, is on Mount Rushmore. Stephen Curry is not. If Stephen Curry gets a fifth title, he replaces Magic on Mount Rushmore. That's my humble opinion on it. Do you have a top 10 list, Kylan? Uh, I don't know that I necessarily have like a set out top 10 list. Um, I mean, immediate names that come to mind, John Stockton, you know, what was he, a 10, 11 time all-star? Um, I think Curry, I think maybe Magic, Curry, Stockton, Isaiah Thomas. Um, do you have like a set all like 10? Okay. So you have a set hierarchy in your head. I just, here's the thing. I just, I hate like comparing eras because I think it's so hard when you look at how different the game was in the seventies, in the eighties, in the nineties. So like these are players that while they may have played the same position, like brought totally different skill sets. Like that's the crazy thing to me um, that makes it, I mean, it's interesting, but that just makes it so hard to compare like amongst eras because like what, a point guard did 20 years ago, 30 years ago, what the numbers they put up, like don't necessarily reflect what we're seeing in the game today. And like, you know, offenses score so much more. There's not as much defense, like, you know, just the way the game has gotten quicker and players are faster and more skilled and there's not as much banging under the basket. Like the games just change in a lot of ways. So I always think it's hard um, to like come up with these like top five or 10 lists just because it's hard to quantify like, what someone did in one era versus a completely different uh, iteration of the NBA. But I would love to hear your top 10. Uh, well, I, I didn't do it by position. I just meant uh, like all time top 10. Oh, um, oh, 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 I thought you were talking about top 10 you do both. guards. I thought you were talking about top 10 point guards. Well, I have a, I don't have a, by position, I don't have a rank like in order. I can just give you who like I feel. We can talk about them when we come back because, because that is an interesting topic. Um, yeah. I want to pick your brain though. I'm curious to know who you're, who's on your all-time list. Uh, Got to give some love first to Bird Dogs once again. The one of the many official sponsors of the Locked On Podcast Network. They're all about style, as we mentioned earlier. This is a two-part show tonight. If you're watching it live, you get it all at once. Um, I'm hooking up uh, your husband Charlie with some Bird Dogs clothes. They sent me some. I love these things. And look, the ethos of Bird Dogs is very simple: incredible comfort. It's like you're wearing pajamas. You could just lounge around all day in them and not think twice. But if you decide, oh, no, I got to leave the house. Should I change? You don't have to. That's the beauty of bird dogs. You can live like a bum and look classy in the process. Are these good marketing slogans, Kylan? Like, uh, I don't know genius. if they're going to go with that yes. or not. But yeah, yeah, act like a bum, look like a pro. I don't know, whatever it is. That's bird. That's what bird dogs all about. You look good and you feel good. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA or enter the promo code locked on NBA for a free white tech hat. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA or use the promo code to check out locked on NBA for a free white tech hat. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We 
promise. That's me stalling. You! You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Again, for the everydayers tomorrow, Scotty Farrell, legendary sports broadcaster. He's gone more on the gambling side of sports these days. Uh, he's on SiriusXM. He was Howard Stern's personal selection as a host. I mean, the dude's a legend. I, I'm, I'm really excited to bring him on uh, tomorrow's show. But right now, Kylan Mills joins me. You can follow her on all social media platforms at Kylan Mills. Super easy. Kylan, do you have a top 10 list of the all-time greats, in your opinion? Of all NBA players. So first of all, Michael Jordan is number one. I'm not going to get into the debate. No one has been able to replicate what Michael Jordan has been able to do. No player has been more clutch than MJ has been, and that includes LeBron. That's the thing. To me, I have seen LeBron crumble when it comes down to that last moment and the last shot that needs to be made. He is an incredible player. The difference is not large. The margin isn't big, but I think that Michael Jordan has to be number one, LeBron number two. After that, it is very difficult uh, to order my top 10, but um, I think I would say Kareem. I like Bill Russell, Wilt, Kobe. I don't know that necessarily I'm saying all of these in order. Now I'm trying to think, who am I forgetting? Um, Bill, Kobe, Wilt, Kareem. I think Magic. Um, I'm kind of on the fence. Like on the cusp of my top 10 is Steph. And Shaq is another one who's like, I think KD, Steph are like right on the outside. Okay. Like right around KD like is, a, is that close. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. I think, oh yeah. KD is up there. He's not top 10. Um, but Larry Bird, I think, is up there. I think he's in my top 10, maybe more towards the back end. Um Kobe, like I said, Kobe for sure. Shaq's the one that like maybe is number 10. Like I think I have yeah. Shaq like right at 10. And then Steph at like 11. And then I think KD isn't far behind. I, again, like I think Steph maybe is in the 11 to 12 range. I think one more championship and he would be in. Yeah, I, uh, I, I Steph to me got into the top 10 and pushed Shaq out uh, okay. when he won his fourth championship. I like Bruce Morrow's list here. I keep bringing it back up. The only thing I would oh, yeah, change with, with Bruce's list in mind is I don't think Hakeem is a top 10 player. Damn close. No disrespect I to forgot. Akeem, Tim but... Duncan. Tim Duncan's in mine too, for sure. Yeah, same. I just would replace Akeem with Will Chamberlain. I, I to me, Will has to be a top ten player. Um, I also think Bill Russell yeah, should Will. be in the top ten. I don't know if I see yeah, that in here Bill. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I even have it in order. Um, it, which is Jordan, obviously number one. Uh, number two right now for me will be Kareem. Number three, Magic. Number four, LeBron. Uh, number five, Bill Russell. Number six, Will Chamberlain. Number seven, Tim Duncan. Number eight, Kobe Bryant. Number nine, Stephen Curry. Number 10, Larry Bird. That is my list in pecking order. What about, oh, and here's Richard Sarpong. I want to read yours real fast. You have MJ, Kobe, number two. Duncan, Braun, Shaq, Bird, Wilt, Kareem, Russell, and Steph. Yeah, that's I think that's the exact same as mine, just not in the same order. Um Mm-hmm. Now, what about point guards, Kylan? I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't have a strict order for point guards, but I can list to you who I consider the all-time greats. But who would you put in your top five or top ten? Depending Before on we get to that, I want to ask you a question, and Richard, I'll ask you this too. So I think it's interesting. A couple of you guys have LeBron 
at like four on your yeah. list when the big debate that you hear everywhere is it's LeBron or MJ for number one. So why do you put a couple of those guys ahead of LeBron? To me, nearly every person who puts LeBron in the same conversation with Jordan is younger and never watched Jordan play. So you miss the impact he had. Like, like to me, the difference between MJ and LeBron, besides the fact that MJ accomplished so much that the difference between the two, when you, when you factor in scoring titles, MVPs, Defensive Player of the Year award with Jordan won one year, like there is a Hall of Fame career separating Jordan and LeBron. Meaning like Jordan, I think, got five MVPs. LeBron yeah. has what, four, right? So, so, so Jordan has like one more MVP, has like eight more scoring titles, has two yeah. more championships, has two more finals MVPs. And so when you take all these extra things that Jordan has over LeBron, that in itself is a hall of fame career. And when you have a hall of fame career separating two players, they're, they're not in the same conversation. It, it's ludicrous to me to have LeBron. LeBron just doesn't have the killer instinct. That's what it comes down to for me. I don't think he has the same mentality of, I will slit your throat and murder you to win a championship. I don't think LeBron really has that much of a cutthroat mentality. Michael Jordan cared about winning more than anything. Um, yeah, and it's a huge reason why he got his six titles. But and it's also why I put him as an all-time great. Um, LeBron, when all said and done, I might have him as number two. I don't know. I just Right now, I have him as number four just because, again, the championships do carry weight. I mean, his four and six record in the NBA Finals carries weight. The loss of the Dallas Mavericks. Jordan would never do that. Would never do that. Like Michael Jordan would never lose to the Dallas Mavericks in the NBA Finals. Like that is a stain on LeBron on LeBron's legacy. I also, to me, LeBron, and this is just me personally. All right, I don't feel I don't mean to make this a LeBron hating uh, segment, but the the ego of LeBron is a little much too. Like LeBron has come out publicly and called himself the all time great or the, the greatest player ever. The decision still rings, is still a reminder to me. The dude just loves attention a little too much. That rubs me the wrong way. That has nothing to do with his performance. I'm not saying that factors into, you know, his all-time ranking, but that stuff, Jordan did not care about those things. All Jordan cared about was winning. That's it. Just what do I have to do year in, year out to, to, be, to have a ring on my finger, to hoist the Larry O'Brien trophy? And LeBron just doesn't have quite that same level of killer instinct. He's a little more into like the fun side of basketball and Jordan to, to him fun was winning titles. That's all he cared about. So I hope my, my rant, uh, I explained things. Clearly I love that rant. I love that rant. Someone, I was just going to say someone commented in the chat as well. They just had watched, uh, the last dance recently. I can't remember who it was. Sorry if you just mentioned that. Um, but it's true. If you watch that, like Michael Jordan's mentality was different. He was just built different. I agree with you. LeBron is a great competitor, but you can tell he loves, you know, the fun side. He loves the fashion. He loves being in the spotlight. Um, I enjoy watching LeBron play. He's a fantastic player. He's a legend to me. He's number two, but I just think Michael is one. And I agree with you by a long shot. Space, space and, Jam and, was terrible, Bruce Morrow pointed out, and I'm going to co-sign on that. It was I awful. Like it was it. An awful. <laughs> but, um, so, so what about point guards? I see like Ron Burgundy here, uh, San Diego, uh, has a has his top 10 point guards. Um, who was in your list, Kylan, before we move on? Yeah, so he a couple of the ones that he has on there I included. So you got to have John Stockton, Oscar, that's who I said, Isaiah, Magic, Steph. Hmm. 
do I have Steve Nash in my top ten? I don't. Interesting. I top ten. I guess I would. I mean, maybe he's definitely not in my top five. Uh, maybe my top ten. Um, Jason Kidd. Hell yeah. So yeah, I'd say I think so. So I like. When, how many is that? One, two, three, four, five. I like a lot of the players on that list. I'm trying to think who else. I'm just trying to think if anyone's missing from this list. I don't think. Yeah, I, don't... Who, I was going to say, who else that isn't on this list would you say? No one. I, 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 uh, I'm I, trying to see if anyone else is noticing anybody missing. Ron but, Burgundy. No, you came nailed out it. and crushed it, Ron. Nailed it. If we were give, if we were giving out anything, you'd be a winner, but we're not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. But yeah, Isaiah Thomas, absolutely. Um, yeah, has you to know, be. At, and Nash to me is way at the bottom of the list. Oh, Richard Sarpong brings up a good one. Uh, Tony Parker. Yeah, I mean, if you're thinking top 10, I think he probably should be in there, right? I mean, yeah. Why not? What about yeah. was Jerry West on that list? That's another one that I was but thinking. But Jerry West about. wasn't a point guard. He was more like a, he was a two, if you're going to be, if we're going traditional. If we're, gonna, like, if we're getting technical about it. If we're getting technical about it, yeah. Jerry West is oh, much Bruce more. Oh, Bruce Marr just said the same thing. Oh, exactly. Right. Yeah, I would say no. He, I, I don't think he was the. I don't know. I didn't watch a film of those super old Lakers teams. I don't know. I know. How that's he... the only thing. It was way back in the day. That's I'm like, I thought he was running the offense, but maybe not. Because he was incredible. And he was like, um, so anyways, uh, I want to play this soundbite, but are we done? Is it time to move on from the point guard topic? For and sure. Chico makes a good point though. If, if Steph's a point guard, so is Jerry West. But, the, but Jerry West was what, like six, six. I mean, you got to factor in defensive assignments too. Like, Jerry West was not, I don't think, was routinely guarding the other team's smallest, quickest player. Right, you know? like, right, right. That, that comes into point the point guard, guard discussion as well. Fair. Um, I don't know. Yeah. What about Chris Paul? Is Chris Paul anywhere near the top oh, 10 yeah, for you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I what I was going to say. He's, I don't remember if he was on that list, but I would say he he's right around there. Yeah, so one more time. That, that list was really good. Let's. Just, I'll just read the players one more time. So Isaiah Thomas, Oscar Robertson, Magic Johnson, John Stockton, Jason Kidd, mm-hmm. Stephen Curry, Steve Nash, Gary, Gary Payton. Yeah, yes. Hell yeah. I don't know why I didn't. Uh, is that Walt Frazier that's on there? And then I guess, uh, so who, Chris Paul, is he's not. So who? That's put, what I was Chris, saying is, what do you think Chris Paul, where would Chris Paul fall? He would be in the top 10. I would put him I over he would, Tony Parker. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess Tony Parker doesn't make the list. It, it's... He was a defensive liability. I, I mean, he was part of the. I don't know. That's we we could have a long conversation about that. I guess. Yeah, um, we could. <laughs> yeah, Chico's making a good point though. By the way, about um how Jerry West maybe was a point guard. I don't know. I don't know. You might be right. You folks might be right. I don't. I, I just that's not ever something I considered him as as a point guard. But you might be right. I don't know. I I thought he was taller. Chico's saying he's six three. I thought he was closer to six six. But maybe I'm mistaken. I'm sorry. I I, I am human. Um. So no Bob Cousy. Sorry, Bruce. I'm not. Uh-huh. That's, yeah. So old, that's so old school. But real quick, by the way, earlier in the show, we played that soundbite of Andre Iguodala. Uh, before we move on, I want to, there's one other thing in that clip that I, I want to touch on because he brought up, um, I forgot the, the player already that, that was on the Houston Rockets, <laughs> who, he, who he brought up, the wing, Trevor Reza. He brought up the fact, and I don't think people talk about this enough, because if you look at the 2018 Western Conference Finals between the Rockets and the Warriors. A lot of people will say, well, if Chris Paul did not suffer the hamstring injury, the Rockets win that series and the Warriors go home. But what no one discusses is the fact that if Andre Iguodala did not get hurt earlier in that same series, the Warriors probably win that series in five. 
Trevor Ariza, and, that, and I'm glad Andre Iguodala brought that up, that, that mm-hmm. he was that good. And Trevor Ariza, his opponent, recognized that. Andre Iguodala got injured, I believe, in game four of that series. Maybe it was game three. I think it was game – it was somewhere in that range. The Warriors were yeah. up 2-1. And I steadfastly believe if, if Chris Paul if, – if Andre Iguodala does not get hurt, the Warriors win that series in five. That, they had that series locked up. They beat Houston, I think, by like 41 points or some astronomical blowout. Um, anyways, I digress. But I just wanted to give Andre his due for that as well because people always talk about Chris Paul and how if he wasn't hurt, the Rockets could have won yeah. that series. That's fair. Andre Iguodala was injured too, though, you know? And, like, if he was there, I don't – it's not, it's a five-game series. It's a wrap. Um, mm-hmm. Chico, Chico's on fire today, by the way. Do you agree with this, Kylan? If, if Chris Paul was on those Spurs teams, they'd probably win, like, eight chips. Yeah. Club, I, mean, I don't know that many, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. They would have – that's <laughs> – um anyway so had him in load management from the get-go like that <laughs> so want to give uh dario shirt just do real fast uh, as we wrap yep. the show up here uh croatia won um this this tournament it was a fiba olympic qualifying tournament uh and by winning it they stay alive in their hopes to to qualify for the 2024 olympics they defeated turkey in the final they were underdogs and dario sharich new golden state warrior um in 35 minutes of play, had 22 points, 11 rebounds, led the team, and they won because of him. So kudos to Dario Saric. Uh, I'm really excited to see him play for the Warriors this year. Any any thoughts on that, Kylan? No, I mean, from what I saw in his past clips, I know we've talked about him throughout, you know, this play in FIBA. He's looked really good. I, you know, I've said from the get-go, the thing that impresses me most is his passing ability and vision mm-hmm. for big. I'm really excited to see if he is a big who can stretch the floor. He can facilitate. The Warriors have a very fluid offense. Anyone can really run the floor, as we see Draymond Green does it routinely. We've talked about how there really isn't a need for a define traditional point guard necessarily at all times of the Warriors offense. They want to go, go, go. They want to run the floor. They want to push the pace as much as possible. You got a big who can, who can get out and, you know, who has great vision and and can run that offense or at least can help facilitate uh, with the passing. That's a huge, huge, huge advantage with, I just think specifically the way the style the Warriors play. And that's why Draymond Green's useful because Mm -hmm. he can pass. Um, I don't know. I've been really excited. I think Sarch looks good or Sharch. It's like a Sharch, right? Yeah, it's a weird. It's Sharch. Yeah, you pronounce yeah, his yeah, last Sharch. name with a sh. Yeah, with an S H, even though it's just S. Um, it's yeah, Sharch. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I think, is going to be a great addition. I'm excited to see how he fits in with the Warriors. Absolutely. Um, he's he looking healthy, healthy as Douglas Spikes writes. Yeah. Uh, yep, you know, I, there's say, a comment here. Oh, Richard Sarpong says he's way better than Mania. I don't know if that's true. If it is true, the Warrior. I mean. Yeah, be optimistic. Be optimistic, folks. That's Sharich. It's time it's will tell good. on that. Time will tell. Absolutely. Um, finishing up the show, a couple of people in the chat. Ron Burgundy wrote, "Why haven't the Warriors signed Juan Toscano Anderson yet? Just do it already." Uh, Oz writes, "Who's getting the last spot? Is Iguodala coming back? No. Uh, is it going to be Harry Giles? Is it going to be uh, Glenn Robinson the third, who we mentioned on the show last week, is in fact working out for the Warriors?" Um, or at least he's in San Francisco, but we can, we can, I think safely assume it's not hundred percent, but likely that those workouts involve the golden state warriors. Do you have any preferences Kylan for what the warriors do with that 14th spot? Um, any, any thoughts? I said you know? Go with JTA, go with the devil, you know, sorry, JTA, you're not the devil. Um, 
<laughs> I like that adage, though. I'm like just saying uh, it's it's an adage, okay? Um, but you know what you're getting, and that's what I've said about JT all along. He's very consistent. He is not a player who is going to be a huge impact player night in and night out, but he adds size. He adds length. He's a good rebounder. He's a good defender. He commits some fouls. He might come in and bang people up, but he brings good energy, brings good chemistry, already knows the Warriors, knows the system. Steve Kerr seemed to like him during that championship uh-huh. season. They signed him, uh, you know, after bringing him in on a two-way. So, like I said, it would seem like it would make the most sense to where he's comfortable, he's familiar with the Warriors, he's familiar with the systems. He was liked by his teammates and the coaching staff. So, like, I just feel like that goes a long way. And when you're looking for a player that's not going to be contributing big minutes every night, like, I think the chemistry piece is huge. And I miss the Warriors bench. I, I miss the Warriors bench from yeah. that 2022 championship. Like the vibes were el- elite. The vibes were immaculate on that team. And it like, it kind of sucked last year. Like some of the youngsters didn't, didn't know how to bring it. Like bring True. JTA back, bring the bench mob back. True. No, you're absolutely right. You know, what's weird, Kyle. I, 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 I read opinions on tw- on X or Twitter, whatever it's called. And then I read opinions of the same team's fans, Dub Nation, on Instagram, right? On the replies, so to, to the more photocentric app. And they're like night and day. Like mm-hmm. Warriors fans on Twitter or X or Twix, um, like they want nothing to do with Christian Wood, right? I never hear them reference Christian Wood. They have opinions and sentiments more in line with what you just said, right? Want Toscano Anderson, Harry Giles III looks pretty good. Um, but you go to Instagram and I feel like, Every member of Dub Nation there is clamoring for Christian Wood. Give him a chance. If he comes to the Warriors, he's going to get rewarded with a big deal next year, given how you know how well he's going to play for the Warriors. It's like two – and Dwight Howard. I saw that in the chat as well, too, and I've seen that a lot uh, on Instagram. Um, Richard Sarpong right here says, sign Wood or, or Dwight Howard. It's so weird. It's two entirely different opinions. I have no idea the why of it. What, what, any, do you have any thoughts on that in terms of why that's the case? Or or does Christian Wood and Dwight Howard sound good to you? What are your thoughts on all that? No, I think it's fascinating. And it's not just with the Warriors, but I've noticed this like across sports because you'll see some of the same articles posted by ESPN, Bleacher Report, whatever, on, uh, you know, on all the different media outlets. Like sometimes I'll see the same articles on Twitter, then on Instagram, then on TikTok. And like every single one has a different majority reaction <laughs> I, I think it just goes to show how different the demographics are of active users like it's obviously a different group of people and isn't it so funny how nowadays like how segmented social media is like facebook is now for boomers like that's it <laughs> like i'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to be right, right. <laughs> uh but Okay, sorry, that's terrible. But like well, Facebook no, but is literally boomers. It's boomers and right. it's like older people, like people's like grandparents, your parents who are like reconnecting with people they knew in high school. They're like commenting on your cousins, like, you know, stuff with like stupid co- comments. Like that's Facebook. Twitter, I feel like, is more for diehard sports fans. That's one thing I'll notice. Like friends that I have that are like casual fans, like don't follow the teams on Twitter necessarily. Or if they do, they aren't like involved in actively commenting. They aren't following you know, the different beat writers, they aren't like, I just don't think this casual fan is as actively involved in following the tweets. I think those are, someone commented that too. They they think that Twitter followers are more hardcore fans. And I agree. Like Dub Nation Twitter is intense. Uh Not to say that there aren't intense people on Instagram. I also be very curious, like as to what the different demographics are with like age, (laughs) 
sex? Like, is it more men of a certain age group on Twitter versus women on, I don't know. I'd be very curious to see if there's any demographical uh, differences because I've noticed that. And it's not just the warriors though. Like it's other, like I've noticed it on other, you know, sports media outlets that post that it'll be totally different. And the other thing is sometimes I'll notice too, like big differences in terms of like political parties. Like, I think that's kind of fascinating. Like sometimes you'll see an article on Twitter and and Instagram, like in one people, Oh, that person's a care. And the other, like, Oh, what a snowflake. Like, it's just funny. Um, Twitter or Twix or whatever, like it has, there were, it's a much more male dominated platform than Instagram. You would agree with that. Right. Like, I yeah, think Instagram's 100%. more balanced with gender, correct? Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. I think more women are even on Instagram. I don't know yeah. if that's a fact, but I just feel like I always see all these like female influencers and women selling clothes and bloggers and fashion models and all the stuff. I feel like I see more of those women than men on Instagram, but so I feel like there maybe would be a gender difference. I don't know. Very interesting yeah, discussion. If you have any thoughts, drop us a comment because I really, really um I don't know. The players <laughs> care more about the Instagram sentiment. I agree. That I agree strongly with. Like, I think most players don't like Twitter. It's much more for the fans. But you see the players on Instagram, like, engaging yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, 100% um, they do. V writes, and I this is, I think this is accurate as well. Twitter is like an NBA subreddit. It is. It's, it's just. I agree. I agree with the hardcore sentiments. I don't know if hardcore uh, correlates with intelligence. Like, I don't know if, like being hardcore means you know the most maybe maybe not i don't know i just don't know if that if there's a legitimate uh correlation there v is right about katie katie is a twitter junkie um (laughs) one of them but generally generally though players post more on instagram like i follow all the players they post more instagram stories and stuff than they tweet for sure Aside from Katie, though, he might be the exception. (laughs) (laughs) And Chico, great Chico, you're 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 on fire today. And Chico, we're going to send you some bird dogs, Chico. (laughs) Chico writes that he thinks, or she, I'm sorry, uh, it correlates with perceived intelligence, but maybe not actual intelligence. Very true. Perception oftentimes is uh, confused with reality, and that's uh, how it goes um yeah richard sarpong hardcore doesn't mean you know you know what you're saying uh the whole thing is fascinating um val also asked what's wrong with javel mcgee he's not available yet if he's bought out i would absolutely love him on the warriors i think he would be the best fit but he's not available yet we don't know what's going to happen with him the mavericks um kylan i loved mcgee if he was available but that's just not the case at the moment Totally. Uh, I'm not big on Dion waiters. Uh, T Schwag Diddy's asking about Dion, who was reportedly coming in. We don't know if that trial happened yet or not, but um, I'm not excited about Dion waiters. Do you have any thoughts, Kylan? No, doesn't impress me. I mean, are you into Christian Wood? Yes. So you would like yes. Christian Wood? I do. I like. I like Wood. I do. Uh, and I'm a heterosexual male saying that. I like Wood. Um, yeah, I do. I well. And, and I hope the people who like, uh, you know, who love Steve Kerr and are sometimes upset with me for my criticisms, that I want Wood because I do, I believe in Kerr. If he actually tries to to coach this individual and if they try to make him work with this team, Christian Wood physically is is a specimen. He's an athlete. Yeah. Like, I, I would athlete. love to see his fit, I, you know. And But look, at the same time, it's like if the Warriors don't feel he'd be a good fit, they're going to make the right decision. You know, I mean, I hope. Um, for sure. So. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I would, last I would, year though, like 
I think Christian would be a good addition. Um, but I prefer JaVale McGee. I much prefer Jim, yeah. JaVale McGee. I think Harry Giles is someone who's in, very intriguing. Um, again, 6'11", he's an athletic freak. It looks like his three-point shot's much better. But well, Richard Sarpong, and we'll, I, we can maybe finish the show with this, Kylan, I think touches on the ultimate point for the Warriors this offseason. And this is where like, mm-hmm. I myself am not feeling that great yet. Richard Sarpong writes, Juan Toscano Anderson is not guarding the Joker. He said this all last year. We need a big someone to deal with Anthony Davis, Nikola Jokic, Jaron Jackson Jr. I wholeheartedly agree with you. I still don't know if the Warriors have an answer there. Do you feel confident, Kylan, about the Warriors dealing with these, you know, all NBA type centers? No, I don't because they don't have an answer. They didn't add a counterpart to that. I don't think that Dario Saric is the answer. Um, what other bigs did they add aside from drafting a rookie? Like a rookie is not coming in and taking that defensive assignment. Exactly. And to me, that should have been the biggest focus because the Denver Nuggets are the team that everyone needs to be targeting. And that's the number one thing. You've got to figure out how to shut down Jokic. Yes. And the Warriors struggled. They couldn't handle AD. That's why they got eliminated by the Lakers. And what has changed this season? Not yep. much. Um, I like the addition of Sharich, but like, I don't know that they still have a clear answer. And to me, that was something that should have been addressed sooner. That was something that should have been addressed for a higher value, a higher value player in a trade. Like whoever you're getting at that 14 spot, no JTA isn't the answer, but like who is exactly. I like JaVale McGee. I think he, but like, let's say he's not available. Like I I don't see any of these guys on the market that are like, Oh wow, this is going to be the one now that, we sign on a vet minimum who's going to shut down Nikola Jokic. Like, it, and it, you know, an NBA MVP, it, it, what, that's just not going to happen. Exactly. So to me, it and- should have been addressed. It should have been addressed earlier, and it's definitely still a concern to me. The Warriors' size is definitely the weakest part of the roster. I think for sure. Totally agree. I and that's where I do hope the Warriors focus on that, even though. A lot of people will say the 14th roster spot is not that important. With the Warriors, it is. They are an exception to that rule. The strength and numbers adage rings true with this Warriors team. We, we've covered this extensively, how in all these title teams, they're dipping deep into that bench. My biggest my biggest concern isn't just like Jokic. It's the fact that when you play the Nuggets, it's Jokic and Aaron Gordon. When you play the Lakers, right. it's Anthony Davis and Jared Vanderbilt. And LeBron James. That is a massive front court. Yeah. When it's the Memphis Grizzlies, it's Steven Adams and Jaron Jackson. The war, like, like the, I, I don't know how the Warriors are to combat that. I, I know rebounding, the, the way their rebounding system works, it's cohesive. They work as a team. It's similar to their team, uh, their defensive philosophy. But athleticism, physics, size, these things do matter. And, and I, I, yeah, I'm a little worried too. I'm I'm totally and Rui, you're right, Richard Sarpa and Rui Hachimura, you're absolutely right. The Lakers are a big team. They're a big team, and I, I don't know what's going to happen there. So, anything we've forgotten? Anything we we uh... smells? Yeah, I was going to say team defense, but the thing is, the Warriors were playing team defense last season. They weren't playing it very well, but like team defense wasn't enough to stop AD. Like he came out the first night against the Warriors in the Western Conference semifinals and dominated the paint on both ends and put up record numbers in a 30-20 game. Like, team defense wasn't enough when you have a player who is that dominant. You know, like, sometimes the help side D is not going to be enough to shut down one of these guys. You've got to have someone who can answer. Um, And the Warriors actually got considerably better when Draymond Green started handling most of the defensive assignments against AD later on in the series. 
Um, that definitely helped because he was able to pull him out of the paint a little bit. But I don't think the Warriors have a clear-cut answer uh, coming up this season. Now, they did overcome it in their 2022 championship because that was also a big concern that year too. So not to say it's impossible that they could still win games, but the margin for error is smaller. Yeah. And you have to be perfect in other aspects of the game. Like the Warriors can't be turning the ball over constantly and letting AD have his way inside. Like it, it can't be, you know, a multitude of issues. They can't be bad defensively. And, you know, AD is dominating them on the board. You know what I'm saying? Like I do everything else, saying. everything else went right in 2022, despite the fact that they were a little bit undersized. So that's the thing. Like this last year, other things weren't, you know, in the same working order as they were the season before to where the size became more of an issue. Um, so I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm just saying it's going to be difficult. Yeah, you, you you said it perfectly. Folks, have a great rest of the night and week. Uh, we gave you a lot of content there. That's almost an hour, 20 minutes, um, which we're splitting up into two parts. Kylan, safe travels. Uh, tell your tell your hubby hello for me. I got his bird dog clothing. And I hope to get Charlie back on the show too as well. I, I, yeah. he's, he's good at this also. He's a, he's a talented individual. Um, thank you, everyone. Follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms at Kylan Mills. You can follow me on threads and Instagram at Dog Wild. This program is on Twix. At uh, Locked on Dubs. That's where we announce showtimes and all that good stuff. Uh, Scotty Farrell joins me tomorrow. Kylan will be back soon. Have a great night, everyone. Thanks, Kylan. Thanks, everyone. I think we're done. We out? I got to get the clothes thing. Oh, yeah, right we here. out. Yeah, go. get it out. There we go. That's how we do it. I like That's wood. <laughs>